symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon Shadrach Meshach and Abednego these men O king have not paid due regard to you they do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these three men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar again was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat up the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was very hot, the flame of the fire killed those mighty men of valor who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, Yes, you did, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt and from of the fourth the and the form of the fourth is like the son of god then nebuchadnezzar went near the opening of the burning fiery furnace and spoke saying shadrach meshach and abednego Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. And the satraps, the administrators, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and they saw these men on whose body the fire had no power. The head of their head, the hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected and the smell of fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yield their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own. God. 
Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their house shall be made a heap of ash because there is no other God who can deliver like their God. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Amen, church. Just for a... little bit. We want to uh, go ahead and teach or preach or whatever God has for us this evening on this topic of we must have fresh fire. We must have fresh fire. Jesus Christ, we love you and we appreciate you, Lord, and we thank you for the opportunity once again to get into your presence tonight, Lord. We ask that you would just be with us tonight, Lord, and deposit a word, Lord Jesus, that would just make us stronger in your walk tonight, mighty God. I pray, Father, for those that are listening tonight and that are watching online, Jesus, that you would anoint their hearts, their ears, mighty God, but most importantly, that their ears tonight would become their eyes. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like to start out uh, this teaching tonight or this uh, sermon tonight by saying that I truly believe, amen, I, I, I truly believe with all of my heart that people amen just bear with us tonight church as we I would like to start out by saying that I I truly believe people are looking and seeking for a fresh anointing Amen from God. Amen. You can stop the music, brother, please. Amen. I would like to start out by saying this evening, amen, that I truly believe, amen, that people are looking and seeking for a fresh anointing, amen, from God. Amen. People are looking for answers and they're... uh, uh, seeking amen the face of god and uh people are are wanting uh, a double portion amen of god's spirit can you say amen amen people are looking for um a new level of power and a new level of authority amen and we're we're all looking to be more effective in the kingdom of god and in the building of the kingdom of God. Amen. We're, we're searching and we're looking for ways. Amen. And we're praying and we're asking God, give me a double portion of your spirit. God, give me a double portion so that I can go into the highways and, and into the byways. Amen. So that I can be effective. So that I can be an effective woman of God and I can be a, a an effective man of God. Amen. And so I, I truly believe that people show up on Sundays. Amen. And they, Tune in on Wednesdays because uh, they recognize the need for a fresh anointing from on high. Amen. They're uh, looking for that fresh anointing. They're looking for that power. They're looking for that that authority so that they can be effective. Amen. In their home, they can be effective in their, in their ministry. They can be effective. Amen. In their marriage or in the raising up of their children. Amen. But the fact of the matter is that in order to get this fresh anointing, in, in order for an individual to, to receive that double portion, that they so desire, 
Amen. In order for an individual to get this power and this authority to be effective, amen, in their personal life, to be effective in the workplace, to be effective, mighty, uh, uh, in, in society, Amen. In, in order for us to, to attain those things, uh, in order for you and I to, to be able to have those things in our life today, uh, we must uh, have fresh fire burning in our lives. Can you say amen? The Bible lets us to know in the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, uh, the Bible says that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost uh, has come upon you. Amen. And, and this right here is where we see that God gives the instruction of the 120 to, to go into the upper room. Uh, they didn't have power. They didn't have authority. They were not going to be effective witnesses uh, in the world as he had told them to go into all nations, uh, teaching and preaching uh, and baptizing in the name of the Father and in the Son and in the Holy Spirit. Uh, he says, you're not going to be effective witness. Uh, you're not going to be bold. Uh, you're not going to be able to spread the good word or the good news uh, until you receive that power from on high. Amen. You see, God didn't give him a double portion of his spirit. Uh, he, he didn't uh, 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 give them a, a power or authority. Uh, he, he sent them to a place and he says, uh, at that place, I'm going to give you what you need. He says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. I want to tell somebody, can I tell somebody today that's going to shock you, might surprise you, I want to say to you today that the devil is no longer hiding in the closet. The devil is no longer hiding in the closet. He is in your face. He's in your face with every ungodly thing that you can imagine. And so I say to you today uh, that this is not a time where you and I can stand by and be neutral. This is not a time where you and I can fall back on past experiences and rely on past blessings and just live off of past blessings. Can you say amen? It is not the time the devil has come out of the closet in full force and he's attacking with every ungodly thing. He's attacking with social media. He's attacking with television. He's attacking with uh, devices. He's attacking with pornography. He's attacking with so many things. And so right now is not the time to be neutral and to stand back and allow these things to happen or to rely on past experiences or, or past blessings. My Bible says in the first book of Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, Paul says this, my beloved brethren, he says, be steadfast, be immovable, and be always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Can I tell you today, somebody, that the work that you're doing right now, the work that you're doing today in the Lord is going to benefit you. Hallelujah. Because not only is God going to bless 
you uh, in the present time, uh, but he's also going to bless you uh, with eternal life in heaven. Uh, can you say amen? And so, so right now, church, right now is, is the time for, for you and I to contend. We need to be contenders in this fight. Right now is the time to contend for the signs, for the miracles, and for the wonders. We need to be contenders for the power, for the authority, and the glory of God in our lives. Christianity is not about being a weakling. It's not about being sissified. It's about standing up and being a contender and being counted. Hallelujah. But in order for you and for me to be able to do all of what I just talked about right now, we must have a fresh fire in our life. A fresh fire. Not an old, not last week's fire, not last month's fire, not fire from five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. A right now fire, a burning hot fire right now. It's got to be hot. You know, uh, have you ever gone to... um uh, the park with their family, uh, you know, and, the, and they, you know, you're going to have a little a gathering and a little potluck or a little carne asada, a little barbecue ribs. You're going to do something. Uh, amen. And we all know that uh, at the park that you go to, it has uh, its own uh, grill, little box grill, uh, you know, and, and you, you go over there and, and a lot of people don't empty out the ash. A lot of people don't empty out the ash. And you know what I did one day? Uh, I, I was, I was lazy that day. I'm going to be honest. I was being lazy. I went and I saw all the ash in there and I didn't even bother taking it out. Uh, I didn't scrape it out. I just threw my charcoal right over that ash and I lit it and it turned on for about five minutes and then it died. And I went over there again and I, and I, and I put the, the, the charcoal, uh, briquettes in a, in a pile and, and I lit it and it caught a little bit of fire and I was giving it some wind. I was giving it some air. I was blowing on it, but it kept turning off. But it wasn't until I had to take every bricket out, one by one, I had to take every one of them out, set it on the side, and then I had to scrape out all of the ash and throw it in a, in a plastic bag and throw it in the trash can. And then I had to get those briquettes and put them back in there. You know, it was a big mess. I was putting it back in there, and then when I lit it, it was lit, it was hot, it was ready to go. Why? Because it was a fresh fire. Amen. And that's what we need today to get that double portion, to get that power, to get that authority, to get that effectiveness. We need to be calling on God to give us fresh fire from on high. You know, there's a, a story in the Bible that's one of my favorite accounts that speaks about Samson. We all know who Samson is in the Bible. And in this particular portion of Scripture, it's an account when Samson retaliates against the Philistine army. And in his retaliation, the Bible says that he goes and he gets 300 foxes. Forgive me, fox lovers, but it's in the Bible. The Bible says that Samson gets 300 foxes and he pairs them all up into twos. 
and he gets them all and he, he ties their, their tails together, the Bible says. He ties them together and then he places a, a, a firebrand, a, a piece of dry wood in between them and he, he lights it on fire and then he, he lets them loose into the cornfields of the enemy. And I, I use that illustration and I, I love that illustration and not the fact that he got the, the foxes and he, he lit this thing on fire and he sent them out. No, but the fact that the, the principle, the message, the, the nugget for the church, for you and I is that, is that, that these foxes, brother Oscar, they didn't need to be encouraged. These foxes didn't need to be motivated. They didn't need to be moved into uh, the the cornfields uh, that fire that was placed in their rear was enough to get them going it was enough to to motivate them it was enough to to push them uh, and when you have a, a fresh fire in your life uh, then you don't have to to be encouraged uh, to worship uh, you don't have to be motivated uh, to pray uh, you don't have to be motivated to be involved uh, you don't have to be asked uh, to give uh, of your involvement uh, or to be committed uh, you don't even have to be asked to give of your tithe and of your offering hallelujah because when you have a fresh fire burning inside of your soul hallelujah the you're the first one to run to the altar to worship you're the first one to run to the prayer meeting you're the first one to give of your time and of your possessions you're the first one to be committed and vested in the things of the lord when you have a fresh fire. You don't got to be pushed. You don't got to be told. You don't have to be asked. That fire automatically just launches you into that arena all on its own. You see, those foxes, church, uh, those foxes were no threat to the enemy until they were on fire. They were no threat until they were on fire. And you and I will never be effective. We will never make a difference until we get off of our ash and ask the Lord to give us a fresh fire. Amen. But it's going to take us getting up and getting into the presence of God and allowing him to come into your heart, to come into your mind, to come into your soul and relight that fire that has gone out. Oh my God. The Lord is, is looking for a people that are, that are going to be on fire for Him. Because there's nothing like a, like a fire to get you going. Can you say amen? Amen. You know, fire has, fire has many, many, characteristics but the one characteristic or the main characteristic of a fire is to burn that's the number one main characteristic of a fire it is to burn and so fire hurts Fire hurts. And although there are many characteristics of a fire, there are also many kinds of fire. Amen. 
Fire attacks homes. Fire attacks businesses. Fire uh, attacks the forest. Fire, uh, it, it attacks our marriage. Fire attacks our children. It attacks our, our finances. Amen. We got the, we got the fire of sickness. We got the fire of loss. It attacks your mind. It attacks your emotions. We got the fire of, of anger, of confusion, the fire of stubbornness. We got the fire of, of depression, of loneliness, and the fire of isolation. We, we've got the, the fire of, of depletion and, and tiredness and, and weariness. There are many types of fire that are burning within the church, that are burning within the community, that are burning within the hearts of individuals tonight. But I come to tell somebody today to hold on, hallelujah, to the word that has been given to you, to hold on and to keep on walking and don't look back, to hold on, to keep your eyes focused on the author and the finisher of your faith. I come to tell somebody under the unction of the power of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, not to be discouraged, not to be afraid, not to give up, not to throw in the towel. God told me to tell you that you're going to make it. You're going to get through. You're going to get to the top of the mountain. You're going to get out of your valley. How do I know that? Because you are more than a conqueror. But most importantly, because God said that you are resilient. Can somebody say amen? I know it's just a, supposed to be a Wednesday night Bible study, but I feel it in my spirit uh, that somebody is getting ready to take their hands uh, off of the plow. Somebody is getting ready to walk away from the things of the Lord. Uh, somebody has forgotten uh, that God uh, had brought you this far. Uh, somebody is getting ready uh, to turn their back on God. Uh, but I come to tell you to keep your hand on the plow. Uh, let that fire rage inside of your heart. Let that fire burn. Let's be resilient. Then let's make a difference in our life, in our family's life, in our children's life, in the church, and in the community this year. Hallelujah. I come to encourage somebody tonight that is contemplating turning their back on God. God has been too good to us today, church. Can I tell you? Right there where you're at is because God got you there. He has you right where he wants you. Can you say amen? Listen to me, church. Listen. Please follow me tonight. From a God perspective, okay? From a God perspective, the fire, the fire is, is to prepare you. It's to prepare you and me for a place of greater power, a place of greater effectiveness, and a place of greater influence. It is a, a launching pad. It's, it's a, a launching pad for us to, to make a difference. 
And, and those that have, that have walked in the fire, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, because those that have, have endured the fire and have walked through the disappointments uh, and have held on when there's been loss in the family and has been that strong tower for those that are weak around them, uh, for those that have, have been knee deep uh, right in the midst of the fiery furnace. Hallelujah. You are the ones that have been launched into greatness uh, and are doing great things for the Lord. That's from a God perspective. Now from the devil's perspective, that fire is to steal your faith. It's to kill your joy. And it's to cause you to doubt the goodness of God. You see, the devil's intentions is that you become so affected by the the circumstances that are around you that you will believe what you see and feel more than what God is saying. Amen. He wants to distract you. Uh, he wants you to make you, make you think that that circumstance is, is so big and so great uh, that God is nowhere near it. But the Bible says this in the first book of Peter, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. It says, Beloved, Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Now, now, this is a powerful portion of, of, of scripture right here because in the verses we read about the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Bible says that they went in the fire and came out. They went in bound and they came out loosed. They came out unbound from the fire. They came out unburned with not even a smell of smoke on them. Not even a hair on their head was singed, the Bible says. And after all of that, the Bible says that they were promoted by the king. In other words, uh, first the fire, then the promotion. After the fire came the promotion. Now, all of that is, is good and all of that is, is great. Wow, man, after the fire, I'm promoted. Man, after I come out of the fire, unbound, not even smelling like smoke, but didn't even look, I was, look like I was in a fiery furnace. After that came the promotion. That's all great and that's all wonderful. However, uh, the crowning moment didn't come at the end of the story. The crowning moment uh, was in the middle of the story. Let me show you. Because a lot of times we're, we're looking forward to getting out. Uh, I, I gotta get out of the situation. I gotta get out of my circumstance. I gotta get out of this fire. Because once I do, I'm gonna be promoted. Uh, I'm gonna be elevated. Uh, I'm gonna be blessed. Uh, I'm gonna be stronger. And we're looking to get out of the wilderness. Uh, we're looking to get out of the valley so that we can be on the mountaintop because that's where I'm gonna be strong. Uh, that's where I'm gonna make it. Uh, that's where I'm gonna see clearly. That's not what the Bible says in this story. The blessing was not after. It was in the middle. It was during. 
Remember, 1 Peter chapter 4 and 13 says this. This is powerful. He says, rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. Okay? That when his glory is revealed, that you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And so right there, that lets me know that the crowning moment came when his glory was revealed and manifested to Shadrach, to Meshach, and Abednego in the midst of the fire. You see, God doesn't wait for you to come out of it. He's already in it, helping you get out of it. And look at what's so powerful right here. This is what's so powerful in the book of Daniel chapter 3 and verse 25. Look at the reaction of the revelation, of the manifestation. The king Nebuchadnezzar, this, this heathen king, he said, look, said the heathen king, I see four men loose. Walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Can I tell you that right there in that fire, right there in your fire, right there in your situation, in your circumstance, in your weariness, in your depletion, in your issue, that God is glory is going to be revealed. And manifested and bring you exceeding and abundant joy. Can you say amen? And so, so today, what this world needs is to see more than ever before is some fire walkers. Can you say amen now? Some people that are willing, some people that are able to walk through the fire. Hallelujah. We need some fire walkers in the church. We need some fire walkers in the community. We need some fire walkers in the society that are full of the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. This walk is not, it's not for a quitter. It's not for a, a sissified individual. It's for real women and real men. Hallelujah. That'll suit up and that'll boot up and that'll ask God to give them a fire from on high. So that we can make a difference. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's give God a round of applause right there where you're at. Amen. Hallelujah. As we close tonight. There is a powerful... There is a powerful revelation that is given to us. And the revelation is this. That from a human perspective... From a human perspective, the deliverance always becomes our main focus.
And it's a natural perspective. It's it's a natural instinct of ours. To want to be delivered from whatever it is that we're feeling, whatever it is that we're going through. Whatever it is that we are carrying around. It is natural to, to just want to take it off and, and say, God, here it's too heavy. I, I can't carry it no more. It's, it's too heavy. I, got, I have too much going on, God. It's natural. To want deliverance. I want out. I want done with this. This sickness. Oh my God. It's, it's too much. It's unbearable. This pain that I'm feeling. These issues that I'm, I'm having with my wife or, or my husband. We just want deliverance. We, we want answers right away. We want, we want it to be fixed right away. And so from a, from a human perspective, the first thing we want to do is to be delivered. But when we look at it from a divine perspective, It wasn't that they came out. It was that they walked in the midst of the fire. You see, when you know that Jesus Christ is in the fire with you, then you're not in a hurry to get out. When you know that Jesus is right there with you, You're not in a hurry to be delivered. Your perspective changes when God is with you. Your perspective changes when He is your fire. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus Christ is a consuming fire. We have to allow God to, to be that consuming fire in our life that, that, just, that just causes us to, to just, just not want to run, but to go through it. And Shad, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they understood this and they, they knew that that fire was not going to hurt them.
because they were looking at it from a divine perspective and when they looked at the fire from a divine perspective they in a sense were walking right into Jesus Christ to that consuming fire They knew that that was not a natural fire, that it was a divine fire that was burning and just waiting for them to get in. They knew this, church. They knew it. They knew it. And they were in no hurry to get out of the fire. As a matter of fact, they walked right in to that consuming fire. If you and I tonight, church, if you and I can just just commit if we could recommit, if, if we could just step into this consuming fire and, and allow God to just, just burn out all of the impurities and, and burn out everything that is ungodly and no good and just watch God move. And you're going to see that, that in that fire, you're, you're going to be walking. The Bible says that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they walked in the fire. And they were in no hurry to get out because that's where God was at. God was in the fire. God was the fire. And I know that because Daniel chapter 3 and verse 26 says this. It says that the heathen king Nebuchadnezzar went near the door of the burning fiery furnace. And he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out of there already. Come here. They weren't at the door trying to get out. They were walking in the fire with the Lord. The Bible says it wasn't until then that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the midst of the fire. I believe with all my heart tonight, church. That God wants to pour out a fresh fire upon somebody. Somebody has been struggling. Somebody is, is tired, is, is weary, is, is hurting, is broken tonight. Somebody is depleted. that needs a fresh fire. God, give us a fresh fire tonight, Lord, so that we can please you, mighty God. Give us fresh fire deep down in our hearts and our minds and our souls tonight, Lord Jesus. Just right there where I'm at, mighty God, just endow me with power from on high. Allow that fire to burn hotter than ever before, Lord. Allow it to burn in my heart, mighty God, so that I could be pleasing unto you, Lord. 
Help me to get past that veil tonight, Lord. Help me to get past myself. Help me to get past this current situation, Lord. And allow me to feel and to receive a fresh fire. I feel it with all of my heart, my mind, and my soul tonight, church. That there is somebody watching tonight that is in dire need of an altar call. That is in dire need to just get down on their hands and on their knees and and weep before the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. And to ask God for a fresh fire in their life. Just right there where you're at, church. Just right there where you're at. If you're married and your wife is next to you, just grab hold of her hand. Just get down on your knees right there where you're at. And, and, and pray together and cry out to God. If you're a single mother, just, just get your kids and, and bring them into the living room. And, and, and just, just, just make some time for God tonight. wherever you're at just stop God has spoken he wants to fill you tonight with fresh fire as we open up this altar We ask you to pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen.